Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Hi, for Hi, Nusa and Laulu. Uh, my name is Furo, if you don't already know. And we're here to bring you some, you know, tech gist and discuss. Furo is anchoring today because her volume is always low. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting her on the spot. Wow. Lead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, I guess we should just dive right into it. Yes. So Access Bank has fresh from consuming diamond bank they have appeared in kenya where they are consuming yet another bank they haven't finished were they in, were they in kenya before 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 buying these guys i don't think so so they're they're they just got approval from the kenyan some kenyan authority shall to buy um, some bank called the transnational bank limited so they are going to like acquire 93.57 percent of the bank and they are going to join gcb and uba as nigerian banks operating in kenya uh also cool i think yeah, i echo I, bank. I mean are they really nigerian bank yeah. and they're not even they're not even kenya they're west africa yeah sorry yeah i, I, I found out echo bank headquarters was in like togo or Benin republic or one of these really small countries Interesting. Yeah, it's very random. But yeah, uh, Access Bank. I th- I saw their strategy document like two years or a year ago, mm-hmm. and like one of the key things was want- wanting to become the biggest African bank. I mean, most of the times you see these things in strategy. Oh yeah, documents. yeah, yeah. I heard someone say say that actually. You see these things in strategy documents, and it's like chat. Yeah, but. It's, I guess they're actually, you know, doing it. They're going. They're going for going for it, I guess. Because yeah. the whole the whole big thing was how they wanted to do like cross border payments, power cross border trade. I mean, strategy sessions are usually full of lies, Shapo. So I guess for <laughs> this, we're actually yeah. buying these guys. So buying diamonds. Yeah, I was I was talking to someone who used who used to work in Access and. When um, we're talking about like how they were trying to play in Ghana as well, and he was saying that it's actually part of their strategy to become the one of the biggest banks or the biggest bank in Africa, and I scoffed at the time because in my head I think of the South African banks, then those Northern African banks as well, and the amount of growing that a Nigerian bank would have to do to get to to their size in, in terms of of assets and capital but it's interesting if this is their strategy then good luck to them they're already well on their way to becoming the biggest in nigeria i mean i, I know it's funny because i before, even before this diamond bank thing i know in ghana they were doing like some capital based restructuring whatever whatever and uh access like most of the nigerian banks were under like pressure to recapitalize, to recapitalize and Acquire because I know then I was begging for money to do Idrink Festival in in Accra, and what's it called? One of the they were really down up, and one of the things they wanted to do was like drive acquisition and use us to drive acquisition. But as you can see, yeah, you really have, yeah. <laughs> but you can, oh, well, shout to them, shout. Speaking of access, they're doing their fintech foundry is doing accelerator. Yes. So they want to start contributing fully to the tech ecosystem. Is this the first thing they're doing? 
I mean, before now, I think they were just in space. Yeah, because they had existed, yeah. kind of like you guys. They've existed, but they haven't really done anything. anything. Yeah. So I guess it's their first. Even the other, even the other. They don't events. Yeah, I mean they do like events that. and it's space. I mean, Sorry, all the bands. How are, many? How like how many accelerators do we have in Lagos today? Accelerator, accelerator. Accelerator in any form. Accelerator, incubator. So they're quite a few. I mean, they're quite a few, but I don't know if they're actually accelerating or incubating anything. So the thing is that I think people mix up accelerator and co-working space a lot in Lagos. I mean, what's it called? There was that baby that was in charge of one of those ones. Yeah, yeah. Why she told us that as well. That guys don't really know anything in this country. So I guess that's how most of them they start and they end up they end up being a co-working space. Yeah, but they still get accelerated. Yeah, because so many banks have launched stuff, but nobody have launched like spaces. But I haven't heard any significant thing to come out of it. Yeah, because to be. I mean, I, and I'm not even trying to throw shade now. Like, in terms of financial technology, in the last one year, has there been any entrance into the Nigerian market that is sort of, like, noteworthy? I mean, it, it seems like the people doing the, the stuff that we're he- hearing about are the guys, like, the usual suspects. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. It's just not active blow. Yeah. yeah, but I think, but that's I think so. I think that's the thing with financial technology you now. Before you before you become known, there are times when you're literally you're just cooking up somewhere for some time. And I feel like this thing happens in waves. So we've had the investment with with Carry Rise, Piggy Bank, and Co. We've had the payments with yeah. yeah. So this thing it happens in like you get there like waves and then. Cause I'm. Th- I, I honestly don't think what the ecosystem needs now is another is another accelerator. It, I mean, I don't if, think that's what. I'm not going to say that, that we don't need it. I mean, if, I mean, if it's going to accelerate and actually do what's an accelerator, so that's the thing. Do, then it's needed. Yeah, because there are lots of startups. So I mean, in our interactions, we come across a lot of startups that great idea, but they haven't started to. And we're poking holes within the first five minutes of the conversation. You get. Yeah. So I feel like there actually needs to be a place where these ideas can go and be refined because a lot of them are not stupid ideas. They're just ideas that, because they don't have context, especially when they want to play in financial services, they don't have context. So then they sort of, I have this idea, but, you know, yeah. and then they kind of die. I don't know. If I was doing my, my own thing like you guys are, and I was looking for like an accelerator, like like an African or indigenous accelerator. I think FFA would still be my Founders Factory. Yeah, Founders mm-hmm. Factory Africa would still be my go-to accelerator. There's Founders Factory, there's Seed Star, because I've I've had like a conversation well. with some of the guys in in Founders Factory, and it, it seems like they're experienced. Yeah, they're very experienced guys. Yeah. They can help what you said about like ideas having holes in them. Yeah. They can help you. Because the, the guy, even he met with, I was there when he met with um, um, some guys from a payment service terminal. I mean, payment terminal. What is this? Yeah, he met with some PTSD guys and he was talking to them and he had like, cont- like, you would not expect it from someone from outside 
financial services. Yes, to to have that level of context that the guy had, and and just like oh, if this is the person that is going to help you find loopholes in your business, in your business, yeah, in your uh, value proposition, then it seems like a solid guy. I mean, speaking of the most of us, isn't Endeavor? What, I mean, is Endeavor like an accelerator individual? Endeavor is kind of like an accelerator. So what they give you, I guess, is when you join them, you then have access to their portfolio of like mentors. So like, I know like Atelier is a mentor and people like that. They like involved. Atelier from Atelier Stambi. Peter, sorry. Stambi. Okay. Yeah. So like, I know he's like, so you know that his controversial speech. What's an Endeavor thing? Like, no, Endeavor was Endeavor. like excited about it, like, oh, are you speaking on behalf of us, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did covertly drag. Not covertly. <laughs> it was still covert. People were squirming. The only, thing, the only thing he didn't do was flat out come out and say, you, you dare, you are a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but he more or less like. Yeah. It was a. It was a very. It was a good speech, I guess. Yeah. Way. But Endeavor recently inducted Carbon and a couple of other startups into their cohort or their community or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and Carbon, what's about they do, They're doing Carbon for business mm. now, giving out business loans. I'm excited about that. Interesting. Yeah, because everybody. I mean, apart from Lydia. I believe everybody else has been talking about SME, 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 SME. And the reason is because lending to SMEs are difficult. I think when people talk about SME, they get there and find out that uh, lending to SMEs are difficult. Yeah. And it's difficult because oftentimes they are, they are legal entities. So it, if an individual is owing you, it is that's that's the person you can see. Mm-hmm. Like, you can harass I mean, this is not standard practice, but you can harass him, you can chase him, and what you are looking out for him in terms of the criteria for qualifying for a loan, it's pretty straightforward. You know? Just, I mean, in a sense, it's the same thing for SMEs, but at a, the scale is sort of different. So I think... I think that the real issue with learning to SMEs is that a lot of these businesses and a lot of these founders don't actually understand how to run a business. Yeah. And so before we're lending to them, can we help them put down some structure? Yeah, that's, I, I think that's one of the things I liked about LSCTM. Yeah. Was that they actually like, sat down and worked with you. Yeah. But the, that kind of thing is, you need to have deep pockets to yeah. test the kind of losses that you possibly You can't do. just be giving loans to these guys. This is we, sorry, can we can we also define SMEs? Like, because sometimes, no, chill. Because if you say SME, somebody whose turnover is, say, 50 million naira a year is an SME. That is SME within the banking context, within you bankers. That's how you guys define SME. Yeah. Actually, our own definition of SME at 800 million naira yeah. over in a year. At so 900 that's, million naira. That's, 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 that's not SME in real life. Yeah, that's not SME in real life. So what is an SME? Look, when you want to... Or do we... An or are actual we small, MSME an, act, an SME? An actual small business. Any MSME, SME... Because sometimes I feel like when we say... Maybe it's just nomenclature now. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's a nomenclature. Because it's... 
even the MSME feels. I feels like it's, I feel like it's just something that people, someone just pulled out of their ass because they realize that <laughs> what they've been calling SMEs or what they've been using to define SMEs is too big for yeah. them. Yeah. So let's just yeah. create something smaller. And again, th- this then boils down to the Nigerian economy and like, we're poor. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's why we need all these new tags. But let's say so then how do you start identifying SME as a transgender? I don't. Yeah, like, that's like why banks have like criteria you know for defining like some some people fall in certain categories that some banks will not touch mm. like your business if your turnover falls within a, a certain range or it's in a certain line of business nobody's going to touch you with a long pole well i guess that's why we thank god for non-banks i mean non-traditional yeah. banks that are now providing because that's, that's that's one on very underserved area yeah. Like nobody's catering to people with like side businesses, like side hustles. Like yeah. nobody's providing financial services with them. They're like, financing themselves. They're financing their themselves with a salary. Like they're very underbanked. Like if banks don't give them even simple things like invoicing, inventory management, none of that. Banks yeah. don't do any of that. You know, I've had, I've, I've like, I've literally. So like, you look at a small business, right? You have a bank with your, you have an account with your bank. And then you want to do any form of financial analysis, they can't offer you, can't offer you anything. anything. Like this is this is my contrary opinion. And I think this is not the, the first. I mean, I feel like me and you we've had yeah, this we've conversation. Had this conversation. Bank, I don't think, see, the thing I, don't, I, think the thing is, I think a bank can offer you that service as a value added service. But ultimately, I don't think it is the core responsibility. Oh my God. But if the bank... bank banks are doing innovation challenges for big corporates, is yeah. that their work? And it's so valuable. It doesn't then mean I mean, that because, it's because work. It's not their core work, but you can provide value-added services yeah. to big companies. Yes. So you can provide them. But so you don't provide... So now, see, see, you can, see, you can see, do it. Say you're a Nigerian bank. Yeah. And you wanted to onboard SMEs. Say you, say you create like an account type for also called for very like side hustle guys you say i can't you don't give them you don't the barrier to entry like all those because it's like you have to pay at least 10k to open an account you know? yeah but corporate search and corporate search, all that you crash that you make that all digital you give them stuff that they can sell maybe you give them like a pay stack gateway for them to set up shops online mm-hmm. economy like this you're going to have to grow your market. Yeah, and you have to make it easier for them to come on board. You have to go grow your market. You can't be because it's the same thing. It's, it's very disingenuous to shout about the underbanked and the unbanked, and yeah. you want to read do agency banking and reach last mile person. But even like the small well, businesses in the city, well, here's an support. interesting thing about this invoicing thing. Remember the survey that I was running with people to ask if they, a lot of them. A lot of my respondents, mm-hmm. in fact, now that you've mentioned, I need to go back and see where the numbers are at, would not sign up for that service because of tax implications. Okay. So the, the respondents were basically telling me, and in a couple of is that they, okay that they don't that they, they don't they pay tax. They don't want to, to pay tax. Yes, because they Fair. don't want to pay tax. Fair. They don't want to pay tax. But the thing is, so the thing is, like, for a bank, if you don't have money, you are, you are running from tax. <laughs> <laughs> no, apart from that, the thing is that if banks are saying that, because a lot of like banks have tried to lend to SMEs and all of that, quite a bit, and they got burned. 
but I feel like again to the point of they don't understand their business and then this is how you begin to understand their business without having to employ human beings to start dealing with them one at a time do you get what i mean all the information you would have to have a relationship manager go and sit down with them and you can bring that all into your ecosystem Look, i don't want to sound like a, i don't want to sound like a horrible person yeah but if i were to run a bank or a fintech that was in the business of lending there are still certain market segments that i will not touch because it is a matter of poverty i mean i, I under, not, understand like, i understand not, that but, but, there, but there are lots of services you can render fair beyond, I, will, I, will, I will agree beyond, with that beyond lending look even payments even payments i can't agree with is that. there any banks internet banking platform for business that is not terrible <laughs> Yo, I tried Zenith Bank, so you try to pay salary, and they give, when you download the spreadsheet, there's also yeah, it's a spreadsheet. I literally just close it. Because it's because it's a, it's a, what's it called? They are going to process it via needs electronic phone. Oh my God, it's terrible. Platform and that one has a say. It has a code, bank code. Yeah. And then you put it back. Yeah, I know. I've, I, I've seen that Excel I'm, before. I'm, I'm not using it. Just adding my beneficiary and transferring one. I'm not, there's, I'm there's, not using there's, it. There's, there's nobody that's tried to build something. Yeah. But the thing like, is, forget even lending to them. Just give them like service, like them bank them. Payroll. Help but them you do know, payroll. Some people don't take on that responsibility. They pass it on to the bank. They will just. Send their error. Just, no, send an email. Once email. they have like an email, they'll send an email like spreadsheets and authorize you to make that payment. But How do you want to do it as a bank? That's your business. Because even things like a startup, you want to structure your salary. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to call like a tax consultant to come in and do that. But yes. the thing is that, like, I feel like those things, they're calculations that are done back end. It does, you don't have to talk to a tax consultant. That thing can be, I don't I mean, know. Child, it's calculations. So, so you put my own position in all of this is while I agree with you guys that these are value-added services, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still of the opinion that it cannot be the responsibility. If banks want to do it, fine. If will there be some value to it? Yes, I agree that there will be some value to it. But there is another segment of the market that provides these services. Banks will not do taxes for you. They are tax consultants for that. Okay, can they partner with tax consultants? Because look at Microsoft's recent partnership with Intuit. Do you get like Microsoft does not do what See, Intuit does, but they're I, working I, together I, to I know, scale on I know both you sides. In the bank, but I just want to let you know. Before the end of the year, somebody will do this thing before you, and next year when you get to work, your boss is going to make this priority for you. <laughs> It's just it's better no for space. you guys to just get in ahead of it. They left because there are a bunch of guys that come now. There's carbon. As, as a matter of fact, FCMB is already yeah. doing it. There's so wallets, it's not that banks are not. No, FCMB is already doing it. FCMB is already doing it. Yeah, but you something very interesting is that almost every single restaurant in Lagos has an FCMB POS. Yeah. So yeah. you now you look at yourself and your and your bank where you work and it, and your strategy session you guys are going to have this queue for and they'll talk about how they want to do more for the SMEs and they don't do anything like that. Yeah. Guys are coming. Car is coming for business. Yeah. Wallets is doing something for, for business, business as well. There are these guys I found recently prosper. Mm. They're like a digital bank for business. Guys are coming. No doubt. It's never maybe it's never, you feel like it's never impact you, but no doubt. You get to a stage where people stop trusting you guys. Well, until we get to that stage, uh, 
Anyways, speaking of a business that should be d- disrupted, uh, asset managers. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like asset managers in Nigeria are very lazy and they feed on the funds of maybe like 30 people in Nigeria to keep themselves afloat. <laughs> I mean, there's like some, I think it was, I think it was Cardinal Stone or something. They told me about how some guy, when they at the start, some guys who fix like 3 billion naira for like 5 straight years in their, in their startup years. And that's mm-hmm. how they like survived. Wow. Hello. Can so, I understand that? So I, I am very, very, I'm very, very happy that there are lots of startups looking at investment. Chaka. And what, yeah. Yeah. And those, I mean, there's the standard uh, piggy bank and carry uh, wise and all that. There's, there's some others, but I don't know them. There's some others, but they're falling by the wayside. Yeah. I mean, wow, there used to be wow. plenty. But yeah. now carry wise and piggy bank are the two main players. Yeah, they're the they they seem to have figured it out yeah. as yeah. far as how this thing works. Yeah. So they are now this segment of well, these guys are coming since because Abi says like waves. Yeah, they come in waves. There's bamboo. There's trove. Chaka. Chaka. Rise. Uh, also, cashes, cashes. They and basically the basic premise of all of them is that they help you buy foreign securities. Their whole pitch is don't invest in Nigeria anymore. The Naira is bad. Invest outside. Yeah, outside. Because I know I think we're talking to one of the founders of one of these things, saying that look like he like when he was younger, he wanted to buy Apple stocks but he couldn't. And then like now oh, imagine the value, yeah, imagine the value of those stocks now and how he'd be cashing out now if he decided to sell. And so that was his motivation for what yeah, he's building, yeah. building so like yes and that is where i actually have a problem with this stuff because mm-hmm. a lot of them their big marketing thing is you can buy stock in google buy stock in uber uh-huh. buy stock in facebook but the reality of it is that those stocks those are assets not even are expensive they are shit <laughs> they are absolute shit. Startup stocks when they IPO, that is where they are transferring the final base yeah. to, to the to end the users. Who the hell wants to get in on Uber now? Yeah, it's like saying I, if we work, that just packed up now. Imagine if we work IPO and somebody come in and say you can buy stock in WeWork. That's a dumb, dumb decision. And, and that's the second, and then the even the other question that I will ask is about the addressable markets. Yeah. I mean, the addressable market is not obviously it's the same thing with asset managers. The addressable market is not big. Yeah, they're not but trying to bank. They're not, they're not trying to because you, you know, and people. the yeah, thing with the thing with stock, you know? the thing with, with trading in like equities is that the the risk, yeah, of the it's high risk, you know, because tomorrow you can find out that one ED, I said one ED, one CTO somewhere has been sleeping with the intern, and then they do me too. And all of a sudden, people are jumping. The, so, no, like, because it happened with, with Uber now. It's just that they've not IPO'd. Where they, like, I the, with the, I mean, before they IPO'd, they are, what's, what's his name? It's what's going on. Travis, they, Travis, yeah, Kalanick, that guy. and they fired. And it, it just had a, just dodgy business practices. If they were in, in the stock market at that time, when all these revelations were being made and then former employees were coming out to speak up, it would have tanked their... Uh, I mean, so I, 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 know some, I know some people who got in on that Jumia IPO mm. and that thing has been performing terribly. I, so please, Niger- I'm sorry, but Nigerian stocks don't do it. 
just don't and, and it's like we could all say we agree that Jumia was not uh, no like but things that we could all see Jumia is like a badly run business mm. and he was going to get found out once he hit like the market like uh-huh. the mar- look for all for all the evil of finance guys finance guys are always on the money once it comes to value yeah yeah and a lot of this a lot of startups that have like gone to the market have seen value erode because yeah. when you uncover all the shit you realize that yeah. they're not it's really, not really, wor- worth, not really worth much and that's my problem with these like micro investment guys is i think it's very i don't i don't know if it's dishonest or it's predatory or i don't know the word right word for it but it's very somehow to pitch stock that's it's, it's not that, good stuff. It's not good stuff. So the thing is that at the end of the day, what these guys will tell you is that they're providing a conduit, and ultimately it is your choice to invest. Yeah, and but that, in one hand, that's not fair. <laughs> but the thing is that if you are trading in stock, you, you should, should educate understand. Yourself, you yeah. should understand. But you know when, when you pitch things a certain way, mm-hmm. you know you can pitch it like it's, oh, like, it's all rosy on this side. Nigerian stocks are nonsense. Buy yeah, do you understand? Like Nigerian stocks, stocks are nonsense. Buy really own, 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 own a piece of Uber. Own a piece yeah, of Google. Piece of Google and and a lot of a lot of the marketing for this thing is it's very. It can be misleading. I think that's the it's word. It's like earn a million times returned on the blah blah blah. Nigerian inflation is this. This is what you can yeah. be. But then I guess so as a user, as like they always say like don't invest in what you don't know do you get if you're gonna invest me i won't put my money where equities anywhere in the world i'm not doing it you can. like even for like even that uh, traditional like brokers and asset managers because of how heavily regulated they are they oh yeah, they, don't, they can only phrase things. They can only phrase things in certain ways. So like, and and because yeah. these startups, they sit in a very gray area between of regulation of regulation where there's no regulation. There's no regulation. Is they are relying on there's a Nigerian broker that does Nigerian stock. There's an international broker that does international um, stuff. But you in the middle, you're just a conduit connecting them. Well, perhaps the president is now looking at all of them because you saw that the Ministry of Communication, the name has now changed to Ministry of Communication and, and Digital, Digital Economy. Yeah. I don't know what that means. You know, about two or three but, episodes ago, we were saying, we we're talking about like honesty and, and um, startups. Yeah, that is the place of corporate governance. Mm. Because if, if you're not. If you are doing rules to the answer, as Nigerians will say, the ultimate game for you is going to be ICO, and value will be world. Once the like, once people see the nonsense that is going on, because you can only, I'm not sure there is any organization in this world that has kept their misbehavior hidden for ten years. You sleep up one day and somebody will start asking questions. Here there was a time Deutsche Bank, they were just doing nonsense and they were just getting hit by fines that would cripple five tier one Nigerian banks. The fines that they were paying. And, and you know what, to be fair, I'd actually even bring Piggyback and Carrywise into this mm-hmm. because they seem really well. They all, they all sit in that gray area where yeah. they're not particularly regulated. Like, I mean, 
they have they have like some license some licenses to operate in, in some form but they, they don't have the heavy they don't have the heavy hand of so because ultimately piggy bank and carriers are just front end for for for, for traditional guys tradi- exactly yeah. so the responsibility falls on those on traditional, traditional guys so but the thing is that this was responsibility falls on traditional guys to manage the phone like Pick, um, Carrywell does a lot of United Capital Yeah, United Capital Africa Invest A lot of that Yeah. And for them, those guys look at Akar- as Carrywell as a, an agent that can sell, channel, yeah. that can sell yeah. their, their stuff yeah. so, But like nobody's controlling Carrywell's advertising Their nobody's, communication Nobody's controlling their communication Nobody's controlling what they tell people So like while United Capital might be doing the right thing and might have like proper co- corporate governance in in like in place it's not stopping carrywise from going out and say triple your money in 10 years i've been mean, <laughs> 10 minutes with this stock invest in dollar domin- like yeah. a lot of it's in big fonts yeah invest in google now i mean the guy that is doing the investment for you is probably like he's regulated and he's following and he, he can't really shout invest in google now yeah. but you guys the middleman so because of that it's, it's very somehow yeah. That's the way I see it. But I think I think that's the thing though. I think regulation will eventually catch up with them. Regulation always catches up eventually. Like the regulator like might not jump on it now. They might not be aware of what's going on. But then when consumers they start getting bitten. Yeah. They start so, like, so I think I'm I'm here with a word of advice for for everybody if you're running a business in this country. Eh? You know we've been saying this our former minister of finance was doing vids at some voluntary assets declaration yeah <laughs> firs is coming they are asking everybody to declare now some people are hiding numbers some people people are doing all sorts look i get it that like paying taxes and having claim books can be very annoying in this country especially when the services that you need the infrastructure that you need yeah. is not available but the day that these guys will come, they are not going to hear that the the, the what's it called that the infrastructure was not there. Like when I was doing prop like proper banking, like deficit and surplus banking, I had a client that the, the day FIRS opened their books, they hit them with a three hundred million naira. Fine. Yeah, like backdated, back-dated taxes because yeah. they basically looked at what they were declaring and these are people that were even declaring you know, and they were looking at what they were declaring and comparing it to what the, the business was actually doing and they said something is off here so they hit them with the fine a time is coming and it's not very far off because overall the landscape is changing the regulator is not is not they are no longer dinosaurs i mean in my workplace we needed apis from the central bank or something we got it like snap so the regulator is not they are not just some lumbering idiots that they too they are acquiring some really sharp guys who are beginning to rise through the ranks and understand things that the older folk don't, folks get, yeah. don't get and when they come to jesus be your glory oh my god anyways i think ultimately though i think regulators 
I mean, things will happen. Regulators will catch up. There's Consumer Protection Council. We oh, all. Oh yes. I, cause, cause I don't think CPC has hit digital they haven't yet. Woken up yet. I mean, no they're still fighting Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, yeah. They, they need when they, their eyes open. Their to, eyes, their eyes need to open because yeah. there are a lot of digital businesses that actually deal with, especially now where everybody we are trying to gain the trust of gain the trust of the average Nigerian to like trust digital to put their money digital yeah. and all that kind of stuff it only takes like one person to like mess it up yeah. and ruins it for everybody because yeah. everybody in the ecosystem is, is you're all in this for the same thing you if you you want some you want piggy bank to do well because if people can trust piggy bank it means they can they trust, trust my digital yeah. bank yeah if they can trust my digital bank they can trust your digital insurance that kind of thing if you find out that one digital investment person has chopped everybody's money, the trust in the entire system. People are going yeah. back to brick and mortar. Yeah. yeah, it's so, like what is going on in the in the Netherlands now. Like trust in the banking system is like at an all time low, and the decline started right after the end of that of the 2008 uh, what's it called financial global financial crisis. Mm-hmm where some Dutch banks too were found to be dodgy and just doing nonsense up and down. And now public trust in, in banking in the country is like an, at an all-time low. Not to mention that it also affects like the, the amount of capital that flows into the, into, ecos- yeah. in, into the ecosystem when one person is just messing up. So it's not just trust for users, it's also trust for investors, investors yeah. as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with our posts and what's going on on our end, follow us on Twitter on Open Africa Pod. And we'll be back again with another episode. Thank you. Very is soon. This, is this where I do the sign out? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. Are we going to have like, what's it called? Like, background music? Are we, are we stripping that out?